you're busy, and you're successful. So how do you get the best out of your health when you don't have the time for breakdowns? Welcome to Self-Care Success Secrets, the podcast that helps you hack the hurry to maintain your work-life balance. Remember, what you're about to hear is for entertainment and education purposes only and should not be considered diagnosis or medical advice. If you plan to make changes to your health, talk with your physician. Now, here's your host, Dr. Dan Wool. Drain your swamp. Just recording a quick pod here on the way to work. Uh, it's voice memo. Sound quality might not be as good as uh, when I record normally, but uh, I was thinking about President Trump's State of the Union address the other night. I think you can believe what you want about the president. I'm not a particularly political person. I have my beliefs about uh, the way I believe the government and should work and the way that people should uh, get along with one another. You have your beliefs. I'm not recording this podcast to be political in any way. But predictably, like every president, uh, Mr. Trump made some proposals for healthcare, And it always fascinates me about how we go about these sorts of things. For instance, Mr. Trump proposed um, some parity in drug costs uh, between the United States and the rest of the world. So he said that uh, certain drugs are manufactured in the same facility. We charge exorbitant amounts here in the United States, and these get exported over into other countries where they charge a lot less. Uh, there's more profit margin here in the United States, and he vowed to uh, try to erase that parity, which I think is uh, very admirable. But as a naturopathic physician, I'm always looking at things from the standpoint of prevention. What that tells me is that we're doubling down on a system and that uh, you know promotes pharmaceutical drug use. And pharmaceutical drugs are not a bad thing. People need them, and they certainly need them at a low rate of cost. However, the top five diseases in America, the top five killers in America, cancer, heart disease, uh, 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 diabetes, uh, stroke, these are all largely preventable conditions. They're environmental. They uh, start to emerge over a long period of time. The body weakens, and then they happen. Uh, these are all preventable. And those top five diseases cost our economy $1 trillion dollars. $1 trillion per year in preventable diseases. And to manage those diseases, once they manifest, costs a lot of money. It destroys families and is not a good thing. So I'm always looking at things from the standpoint of prevention. There's a coming cost as people get older and people get more chronic disease. Those costs are going to go up for the country. So prescription drugs are just the tip of the iceberg of the types of care that people are going to need as they age. Uh, for instance, Alzheimer's continues to climb. Uh, it is in the top 10 of the leading killers in America. Uh, Long-term care costs and what that does to families to have wives and uh, children and uh, grandchildren as caregivers uh, for somebody who has dementia, it, there's a great cost. There is a physical cost and there is an emotional cost. But how do we prevent it in the first place? How could we prevent $1 trillion worth of national debt? And Mr. Trump 
during his campaign was very, uh, he would uh, host these rallies and people would say, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. Well, the government's not coming for you. I'm sorry. If you're trusting Congress and the president and the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies and the agriculture industry to control your health, that's a mistake. You need to take control of your own health. And imagine a world where we all took control of our own health, did it in a way that worked for our own bodies. We were all incredibly healthy into our 80s, and we had very little burden on the system. Every American healthy. That $1 trillion theoretically could go away. Now, that's a little utopian. It's a bit of a pipe dream. But if every single person were healthy, we wouldn't need all of those costs. It's not to say that we don't need hospitals. It's not to say that we shouldn't have hospitalization insurance. It's not to say that we shouldn't have uh, drugs and other therapies should something go wrong. These are very noble pursuits uh, from the standpoint of research and execution. However, the big picture is that the system is not working. It keeps increasing in cost, and it will eventually cost you a lot of money. So the solution is to prevent it from happening in the first place. If someone came around every day to your office or cubicle or your home, you answered the door and they punched you in the nose, and then they did it again the next day, I can guarantee you on that third day, you're not going to answer the door. You're going to prevent that pop in the nose from ever happening. And that's the kind of mentality that I think we all need to have. How do we prevent ourselves from getting chronic disease? You have to take a real hard look at what you're doing. Is the food you're eating healthy? Are the drugs you're on really necessary? Were they prescribed at one point and then you just kept on and no one really told you to stop? Entirely possible. And uh, what does the insurance-based uh, medical system give you in the way of health and prevention? What does the insurance-based medical system do in terms of treating your chronic condition or for preventing a chronic condition? So, you know, it's important to just take a hard look at all of those things. For me, I look at uh, the basics. What's going in my mouth? You have to recognize that there is an agriculture industry, an industry that grows food and that raises you know, cattle and chicken and pork. It's an entire industry. There is a pharmaceutical industry that is trying to sell drugs. They're researching drugs, and then they uh, put them out there in order to make money. So they're making money off your illness. And you have to recognize that there is an insurance industry that thrives from people being sick. I used to work in corporate America. I spent a lot of time doing investor relations, doing quarterly earnings reports for companies and uh, that for public. And public companies, their shareholders want to know that the CEO is making a return for them. Well, we have companies, pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, and others in the healthcare system that are trying to get a return for their shareholders. And the best way to do that, if I were running a, a healthcare uh, or an insurance company, is that you have to either have more customers, so more sick people, or you have to lower the costs of doing business, which is less services for those sick people. That's the only way to get to that profit margin. More revenue, less cost, more profit. And you have to realize that you are part of that system. You are. And the best way to do it is 
to avoid it. I think we all have family members who uh, got seriously ill and went into the hospital, or we know of people, friends of friends, got seriously ill, went in the hospital, and they never came out. Or they went in the hospital uh, with something very serious and ended up uh, being in treatment for long periods of time at great expense to families. And, uh, you know, it's great, and in a certain respect, that's very heroic uh, of the healthcare teams that help those people. Uh, we do wonderful things here in Western medicine in America. However, how do we prevent it from happening in the first place? And that's the mindset that I'd like to see you in. So I look at the things such as food, look at movement, and I look at peace, peace of mind. Peace of mind comes from sleep. Peace of mind comes from breathing properly. So, number one, look at the what is at the end of your fork. Is it healthy? Basically, it goes back to what we were taught in grade school. Are you eating a balanced diet? I don't believe much or put much credence in the food pyramid that the USRDA puts in there, but I think that you should be eating a diet that is based in vegetables. If you look at all the popular diets that are out there that are Google, paleo, keto, um, you know, a Mediterranean diet, a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, whatever the popular diets are that people are doing and trying, they are all have the same basic tenet, and that is that they have a great amount of very healthy, usually organic vegetables that are the staple of that diet. So load your plate up with vegetables, one-third to one-half at least. They'll fill you up, and they're very nutritious. Uh, second on that is portion control, smaller portions. If you are eating out on a regular basis, you're getting massive portions every time you go to the restaurant. Restaurants aim to please, and they don't want you to feel like you didn't get enough for all the money that you're paying for that meal. So they give you massive portions. Uh, take some home. <laughs> Divide it up when it comes. Take the rest home. If you want bang for the buck, you get two meals for the price of one. Second, movement. We all see these pictures of these skinny women in exercise outfits, you know, doing yoga and Pilates and, you know, running on treadmills. We see these pictures of CrossFit athletes and they're, you know, gentlemen with rippled abs and all these things. Those are very unrealistic expectations for exercise. Uh, to jump right into CrossFit, for example, is very unrealistic and many people get hurt. Uh, I think the CrossFit coaches are very good about easing some people in and teaching the right methods. But as on the whole, just in general, uh, you are not an athlete. You are a person who works in a company, works hard, has a family, and is generally you know, sedentary most of the day. So you have to work with that. And the best way to do it is to start small and work your way up. And... Go for a walk every day. You need to be moving around. The other rule of thumb is that every 20 minutes, you need to be getting up and moving around for a couple minutes. Uh, you can set a timer on your phone, on uh, your computer, and just get up and move around. That's it. Just If you sit around too long, everything stagnates. The lymph system stagnates, the blood stagnates, and uh, that's when disease starts to get cultivated, particularly when we're in a stressful environment. And third, peace of mind. Number one, as I said, is sleep. You need to get a good night's sleep. That starts with sleep hygiene. You need to be winding down before bed, just like we were doing when we were little kids. Mom and dad would say, okay, Johnny, 
time to get ready for bed. And by 8 o'clock, we were tucked into bed, and someone was reading us a book. I don't know why my parents were calling me Johnny, uh, but that's beside the point. But, uh, you know, we need to do this as adults as well. You need to wind down. Uh, I would avoid iPhones and iPads and uh, other tablet devices that uh, have bright lights. you got to start lowering those lights, just like we were sitting around the campfire back on the savannas when we were just evolving. Uh, that bright light signals to the body that it is still daylight out and to stay alert. Not good. You need to start winding down at least a couple hours before bed. You need to find a way to get a good night's sleep. Second part of peace of mind is to stay calm during the day. We have a fight or flight mode called the sympathetic nervous system, and we have a rest and digest mode. Now, we sit at desks. We uh, theoretically should be in somewhat of a rest standpoint, uh, a rest mode. And what ends up happening is that emails come in. Work has to be done in a certain amount of time with deadlines. And that puts us in a fight or flight mode. Well, when we're in fight or flight mode, we should be running from a bear. That's what we're designed to do. It boosts our adrenaline. It shoots us you know, away. It, gives, it recruits every ounce of energy in order to get us away from that bear or that lion. That's the factory design of our body. So when we're releasing all this adrenaline and then we're just sitting there, these, bad, these processes start to happen uh, in, in the body uh, that aren't meant to happen. We're not meant to be in fight or flight when we're resting, and we're not meant to be resting when we're in fight or flight. So do the things that put you in a resting-type mode. If you feel yourself getting nervous, if you feel yourself starting to get a little anxious, it's time to take a deep breath. That's all you need. Uh, one simple way the Navy SEALs do this is called box breathing. You do four breaths in, deep breaths, and then four breaths out, and you do that four times. It doesn't take long. You don't have to rush through it, but it's just kind of a nice break. Also, like I mentioned, just get up and move around a little bit. That just kind of changes your state, gets your mind out of, uh, you know, being in the cubicle or being in your office or staring at the computer. It's just good to give everything in your body a break, even if it's just for a couple minutes. So, um, again, if you're looking at these sorts of things, like I hope you are, let's do the simple things that we can do to prevent chronic disease from ever happening. And hopefully in 10 or 20 years, uh, you know, the president at that point can get up and say that uh, we have re dramatically reduced our costs of doing business. We have reduced the costs of Medicare uh, and other allied health uh, positions in the government because we have the healthiest country in the world. But recognize that, that starts with you. And if you can make some positive changes that are getting you healthy, you're going to inspire others. They'll make positive changes that will make themselves healthy. And it'll just be this chain reaction that hopefully can sweep through the country and get that done. That's my dream. Thank you for listening. You've just learned another self-care success secret. For show notes from today's episode and more self-care success secrets, visit drdanwool.com slash podcast. You can also find us across all social media at Dr. Dan Wool. That's D-R-D-A-N-W-O-O-L. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Cubicle Clinic, LLC.